Well, hello and welcome to How to Build a Village. I am so thrilled to welcome Evelini Girl, who hosts the wonderful podcast, The Foreign Mom Podcast, where she interviews mothers from all over the world and talks to them about their stories. And I was privileged to appear recently on an episode of The Foreign Mom Podcast, and I'm so happy to welcome you here. So I would love to hear what inspired you to start your podcast. Hi, Joe. Thank you for for having me here and what has inspired me is I've always been fascinated about being a foreign myself and meeting fellow foreigners it's almost like I've become a little bit English already and when I come across another nationality I was like oh so are you from Nepal you know and I was like oh tell me more <laughs> and uh, as if it was something what I've been experiencing in real life, transport to a podcast and make other people also a little bit more knowledgeable about each other's cultures, as well as trying to help a foreign who is a bit lost in what to do or how to achieve something in their careers based on how the other foreigners have done. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you've just done such a great job of creating a rapport with these mothers you've interviewed, getting them to open up, and also finding such a diverse array of people. How have you done that? <laughs> so to start with, I've actually used my own fellow foreign friends, you know, and the very first guest I had on the show was this Namibian friend of mine, and then... I had the German friend of mine, then I had the Australian friend of mine, then I had the French friend of mine. And then things started like clearing up and people started following me who are foreign. And then I started searching on Instagram mostly. People started recommending me uh, fellow foreigners who are doing well in the UK. So that's how it's no bold really because I love finding it's, it's like a, such a, it's almost therapeutical for me as well, because I don't know much, for instance, Korean. So I learn a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I want to find a Korean mom, you know, and then I go and I try very hard. Sometimes I approach them and they don't feel comfortable because of their accents or because they are not ready to be exposed. Or I think sometimes... Not everyone, unfortunately, is happy to live in here. But most of the time, people are very welcoming and happy to talk about their own experiences. Of course, this your podcast was born out of this really tragic and difficult time for the world. And this the pandemic has been hard for so many people, but it's really hit expats where it hurts both had, many of us have, have lost someone or or some people, but also it's been so hard to visit friends and family who are far away. And of course, you've suffered both of these tragedies, being far away and 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 suffering the loss. And and I'm so sorry about that. And and that is how I first became aware of your podcast when you shared in she podcasts in the Facebook group. Um, what happened to your father and how your podcast was part of that could could you share um your your loss and 
how that fed into this, this podcast. Yeah. So I, part of me wanting to start it as well is because my dad many years ago used to be a radio DJ in Brazil and uh, he stopped because it didn't pay well. (laughs) So uh, he had to move on and uh, he became manager for something in the food industry. Anyways, so I've always known how much he loved radio and all that. And I was more into TV to start with. But uh, I realized podcasting is something that I don't need to actually knock on anyone's door and I can simply get on with it and start it myself. So that's when I had the idea. I procrastinated quite a bit, but then I thought the world is closed right now. Everybody's trying to find a way of getting themselves entertained and how to learn more about each other's culture. And and, uh, that was also my way of making people travel, right? (laughs) To through my podcast and visiting new countries and new cultures. Um, And then things were obviously going well until nearly two months ago now. My father was one of the latest victims of coronavirus in Brazil. He became one of uh, the casualties from nowhere because he was well and then he spent just one week poorly and then I spoke to him you know, the ironies of the world. I received my jab in UK on a Saturday and I was walking back home so happy. So I called him and I said, dad, I got my jab. He goes, oh, that's so amazing, darling. I'm so grateful for you. So soon you're going to be able to come to Brazil. Mm. And uh, I was thrilled. But at the same time, as I was talking to him, he was telling me I'm not feeling well. And I was like, father, what have you done? And then he told me he shook somebody's hand recently who had COVID, but clearly this person technically was already clear from um, coronavirus. But, uh, you know, you still feel that he shouldn't have, you know. Mm. And um, God knows if it was that person or if it was somewhere else. But to cut long story short, unfortunately, my father passed on the following Monday. I'm so sorry. That's so quick. It's yeah. It's like a car crash. That's how I, I describe it because you have somebody and the person is speaking to you, talking nicely. And the next day you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really hit me because I was super close to my father and um, he's always been there for me on the most Mm -hmm. important times for me. And uh, I, I really struggled because I, as I am still, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I'm no, getting emotional all like over that. again. But um, thankfully, I have an amazing husband. I have mm-hmm. uh, some lovely children. Mm-hmm. And although they're quite little, they understand, but they don't comprehend. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the day itself, I remember releasing a podcast in the morning. Mm-hmm. But normally I do a lot of promotion. I put the pictures on the stories and everything. I was just so lost for words. And I'm, I do it. I don't schedule anything. I do it on the day. Mm-hmm. So I posted the picture because, you know, the, the podcast goes automatically, 
automatically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I didn't have words to say because mm-hmm. I woke up at seven in the morning and the first text I looked up on my phone is he didn't make it. Mm. You know, so I just burst into tears and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then as my podcast goes out every Tuesday, so I literally just posted on Instagram but without anything really. And then I just went to the church and then I just went to talk to my family on the phone, watch my father's cast going down on on the my through WhatsApp <laughs> on a video call with my brother. And then I spent the afternoon walking and the praying and listening to about grief and listening about death to get a bit more to get a bit more of the grasp of what grief is, what death is, you know, because obviously everybody knows, but when it hits you like this, your Mm -hmm. own father or mother, then you think more deeply about it all. So I, and that helped me, you know, because I was listening to some priests explaining how to deal with it and all this, and then coming back home and seeing my children jumping on me and uh, Mm -hmm. wanting to play with me, brought me back to earth and brought me back to put a smile on my face. You know, you might be crying and weeping here, but then they go, mommy, can I have some, an apple and stuff? (laughs) And you have to just wipe your tears away and uh, wash the apple and give it to your child. So for me now, this podcast is almost like my legacy to my dad, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, once again, my way of showing love and uh, to carry on something he loved doing. And now that I love doing, you know, and uh, I'm grateful that I'm able to be able to to have the time to be able to provide something for so many foreigners out there. Originally, it started off for women, but now I I obviously have a few male listeners. So (laughs) I like to say it's for foreign parents mostly or for any foreigner looking forward to becoming a parent and to or to simply listening more about others careers and things mm-hmm. like that I will I mean it, you clearly have a gift and it's what a way what a way to honor your father and I, I can't imagine so what my mother passed away in 2006 and my eldest was six weeks old at the time and it's so horrible when that happens. My mother got sick. I didn't realize how sick and I was here. And it's awful when you're far away when someone's sick, but throw in COVID when you can't travel. I mean, it's, um, it, it, it's such an awful time. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you have the support network here and that you have a church to go to and that you've got, and, and kids are, there's such, um, such a tonic, aren't they? There's such mm. a, I remember even as my heart was breaking and I miss my mother so much, I had this baby. So you had this tragedy, but also this joy. And it, it was such that, you know, the two just butting into each other, your heart's breaking, but it's also so full, you know, and you're like, I don't know, do I mourn? Do I cheer? I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it, it was wonderful and horrible all at, all at the same time. It's, um, I, I, but I'm so impressed how you're channeling that grief into the, into this honoring your father's memory and, and his legacy. 
And, and also it sounds like you are in touch with your family back in Brazil quite oh, a God, bit. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I, I think if anything, I've become even closer now because, you know, my, my poor mom is there now. She, they were like glued. If uh, she would spend the weekend at my sister's house and my dad didn't want to go for any particular reason and stay the, uh, at home, my, my sister said, he used to call her almost every 10 minutes. Like, have you had breakfast yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just finished having my porridge. Oh, I'm going out now for a, a cycle ride. Don't call me in the next 15 minutes. Have you had lunch yet? <laughs> oh, I just finished. You know, so it's so quite sweet. So for her to suddenly have that much glue and suddenly nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it, it, it's been tricky, but thankfully my brother and my sister have been really mm-hmm. good to her. Uh, although I think it's probably harder now for anyone breathing because, and particularly in Brazil, because they are in lockdown, or most states are anyway. So she has only genuinely seen my brother and my sister. You know, she hasn't been out in the world yet on her own to experience her life as a widow. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's really, I uh, believe, I think one thing that most, I think she's struggling, but uh, thankfully she's such a faithful woman. So her faith is helping her and uh, her faith is uh, driving her to move forward and carry on. So much so that she's even considering becoming a nun. Wow. And uh, it's something that I said to her, but mom, Hello, I'm still here. We still have a, a child, three children actually, and a few grandchildren to play with. But that's selfish me wanting her, right? So next time I go back to Brazil and wanting to be able to spend time with her. But it, she knows that deep down, we are not there all the time. So what is she going to do with herself? And pray is something she genuinely enjoys doing. So that's why I believe she thinks if that's something that I want, I want to do, that I can do, that I will help others. And perhaps, hopefully, if she genuinely is pursued, because it's all up in the air still, uh, she'll still be able to spend time with us here and there, right? And particularly with me, I would hope anyways, because that would be once a year or once every two years. So who knows? But I guess it's still her, I don't know if it's a random thought whilst she's, it's only recent. It's only been two months and uh, that she's considering it all. But who knows? We'll see. So I'm here, I suppose, trying to support her the best I can. And um but obviously you're always hoping that I will be able to spend time with her and if anything, bring her here for a few months as well to spend time with us more closely. Oh, that would be great. Hopefully that will happen in the not too distant future. Because where in Brazil is she based? Is she in the town where you grew up? No, they moved a few years ago. So I was born in Fortaleza, which is in the northeast of Brazil and the fifth biggest capital of Brazil. So we were born and raised there. But then I think 20 years ago, my parents moved to this beach town 
So she she lives at this place, which is nice, but at the same time, it's it's like between London and Reading. So a decent, close enough, but it's still a drive. So uh, they, my uh, the one sad point about this is that they had literally just in February they had literally just bought a piece of land to build their forever home with like inside of a lovely complex where they had this amazing communal swimming pool. We are just already dreaming of our holidays with the grandparents, you know, and being able to have all the space and all the swimming pool to use whilst we were there. And obviously after my dad's passing, she said, is there a point? You know, because she's obviously with all these other thoughts now. So I don't know if she's going to pursue or if she's not. So we like to say it's in God's hand. But perhaps once the world opens up a bit, a bit and things get a bit better in Brazil, then she will make the best decisions for everyone, I would hope. And it must be so hard being away what what do you do when you when you miss home i mean are they i mean of course the people you can talk to but just missing missing the beaches and missing the the culture what what, what helps you alleviate the homesickness being in london is such a blessing because thankfully we we have everything at our doorstep so i've literally just come back from tesco with uh, my black beans, with uh, some uh, <laughs> particular flowers that we can uh, literally make our cheese balls at home. And likewise, there are a few Brazilian restaurants in London that we can go to when I just fancy some authentic Brazilian food and there I can't be bothered to cook. But obviously, missing the beach is a different story because, you know, I'm very particular about my beaches. And uh, I love particularly the beach in Fortaleza. It's the nice, soft, white sand where with nice, warm water, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of it because we are quite close to the equator line. So that's why it's sunny all day, all year round. And the water temperature in the sea, it's unbeatable because it's that close to the equator. So it's lovely to swim in the sea uh, in my capital anyway, anyways, because in Rio de Janeiro, for instance, the water at the beach there, it's really cold. And I lived mm-hmm. in Rio for five years. That's where I went to uni. And uh, I, I think I probably swam on the sea there a handful of times because it was that cold. Oh, wow. But uh, so... When I really miss the beach, we still try to make to the seaside over here, but it's obviously not the same because you dressed <laughs> while trying to play on a pebble sand, sandy beach. And uh, very rarely you manage to coincide a sunny day with uh, the, the beach side, seaside, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's hard. And obviously, techno- technology here. And thankfully, technology is on our side. So I WhatsApp my family. For instance, today is my niece's birthday. So at one o'clock English time, 
I'll be attending a Zoom party <laughs> so <Nice>. this way <laughs> to sing happy birthday to her and stuff. So, yeah, technology makes us closer to the loved ones. And um, I think also social media helps a lot because you keep seeing what they are doing. And likewise, mm -hmm. I keep showing off what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. this way people, ah, so that's how the children go to church. But that's how the children goes to school there. Ah, so people have just returned to school. Ah, here people are still in lockdown. And so you can kind of like relate and see and uh, understand what are people doing, where they are in their lives anyways. And uh, although I have to admit it, every time I go back, I don't know if you feel the same way. Even with your closest friends, it's always... It still feels like as if it was yesterday that we left it. Mm -hmm. But because everyone now has their own family and uh, everybody has their own jobs, thing, things are are still fun, but at the same time, different. How long would you say it took you to build that? How long did you take to get to that point where you felt established here and you had really good friends here and it really felt like home? I think once you start working and and you rent a house or you buy a house, things start kicking in because um, after moved to London, first I got the job and then I rented this place quite coincidentally in Bermondsey as well, where I currently live, but obviously mm -hmm. a different house. And once I started working, then you start becoming friends with some of your colleagues. And when I moved to London, I was working for a media company, mm. and which happens to be the place where eventually I met my husband. Oh, Yeah, because uh, he became the manager of the department that I was in. So that's how it started. So I remember, you know, going for lunch, lunches or going to the pub afterwards and then going to the gym. And then you go and meet your neighbors. And at work, depending on the job you do, I was, there were a few Brazilians, which are actually the still the, the only friend, Brazilian friends I have here. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, the majority were foreigners or English. So I think embracing the culture is the major thing for you to be happy in the place where you're at. Because that's the thing I do. I, I read very little news on Brazil, especially since they are very depressing right now. Mm. So I try to focus on what's going on here. That's why I wanted to develop a podcast in English for the public who are here or who are coming to the UK. Because I'm no longer in Brazil, so I still have love. I still care. I still teach my children Portuguese because I want them to be able to, if they want to, in the future, go backpacking, whatever, go back there. I want them to be able to, right? And I, they still have grandparents. They still have, I mean, one grandparents anyways, <laughs> still getting used to this. Um, they still have uh, cousins. They still have family there. So I want them to be able to go and be able to chat to everyone. And uh, here, I felt like the village had been... When I became a mom, I went on a meetup group 
And that's where I met the Namibia, the German, the French, the Australian, right? Uh, a Colombian. And then that's how I met those ladies. And then they became my village, right? And that's mm -hmm. why when I started like loving even more, being yet another foreigner, but who's settling here, who's having an English child and uh, who is happy to be raising that child and, you know, establishing roots in this country. So I believe that uh, when you're single, work and your neighbors obviously make their village feels a bit, uh, work that hasn't got just people from your own country, right? Um, so work that has all the nationalities and uh, having a house of your own. And, uh, and then once you become a parent, establishing some uh, relationship with uh, fellow moms, you know, at first those NCT, NCT friends, which is the, the charity that uh, yes. develops. Have you, did you do any NCT? I, I did with my eldest. And yeah, it's right. wonderful, isn't it? National do, you still have, do you still keep in touch with anybody? You know, yes, although we moved to the States not long after that, so not as much as I should. But I have friends who, like, started businesses with their NCT, fellow NCT families, you know, who really wow. dig deep. And it sounds like that was a big gateway to friendships for you. Yeah. I mean, I – so that it was a game changer in terms of enjoying uh, – you know, uh, when after having the baby, because, you know, it was so nice being able to like be with my child, but likewise, oh, which house should we have coffee today at, <laughs> you know, and just take those babies, put them some like pillows on the floor and things and let them there and we can chat away. And uh, oh, last night, little John didn't sleep well. Oh, what happened? You know, it was those mm -hmm. chats. So this way we understand each other. So that was fabulous. So I had that with the, the NCT moms, mm -hmm. as well as with those ladies I met at a cafe through Meetup. Mm -hmm. um, so, but if anything, I'm actually closer to this day with the ladies from Meetup compared to the ones from NCT. I only have uh, one left from NCT that I'm genuinely still in touch with. And I say, I'm not going to let you go because I pay 300 pounds for you, you know, so <laughs> that's how much you're worth it. So, uh, and our boys have become genuinely best friends, you know, so it's a shame that everybody moved out of the area where NCT was. And I guess that's why it didn't help. Because um, when I had my son, we were in Clapham and everybody moved out of Clapham. You know, so uh, this friend now, she lives in Streatham and uh, we live in Bermondsey. So it's an hour drive to get to each other's house now, mm. by car anyways. But uh, we met over the weekend the other day uh, near London Bridge. So this way they could take the train and uh, which is quite central for them. And it's like still walking distance for us. So this way we manage, but only so many times a year compared to like, every week as we used to anyways but obviously children get older and then I have now some amazing mom's friends from the school so um the village I think you make as you wish based on your own interests right mm -hmm. so for me motherhood has become such a important part I genuinely enjoyed becoming a mom you know, I enjoy talking about babies. I enjoy talking about how I feel and stuff. 
and thankfully I've been very lucky. I guess that's why I enjoyed it so much because my both my pregnancies were amazing. Both my children have been healthy. I, I so that's why I think have, I had amazing friends. So that's why it all helped for me to have a happy village in, in terms of uh, having these other fellow mom friends that I can go to and talk about children without they think I'm boring or anything like this, you know. <laughs> so uh, that's why it's helped massively. Uh, and I believe now I'm just trying to figure out how can I continue helping fellow moms through my podcast, you know, in terms of not just entertaining them, you know, with uh, the content I put out there, mm. but also supporting anybody who is a foreigner in this country and who needs a bit of extra support as well. Mm. So I'm still figuring out on that matter. I mean, yeah, and, and you're definitely succeeding in the the entertainment, the support. And I love your Instagram feed as well. It's so lively. Can you share where people can find you on Instagram? Sure. It's uh, on the Foreign Mom podcast. And uh, I what I try to do, I don't want to be just another motiv- motivator that puts like these positive sentences in a nice picture that life will be great. Just be positive, carry on, stuff like this. I like it's a good sense of humor. I like to make people laugh. So uh, I I have no aspirations whatsoever of uh, becoming a comedian or anything. But I think one of the greatest gifts I learned in this country is, if that's a gift, sarcasm. <laughs> so uh I like to laugh about myself and my own situations and uh I like to say it's okay you know if uh, this happened so um I so that's when I in the, making the reels you know it's quite fun to create and develop and working on them my husband is not very happy <laughs> You know, when I try to get him involved, he goes, oh, God. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as long as uh, if, if you see me on a reel with um, a stocking up my head, my husband is bold. So that's the representation I make of him, you know. <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to look like a thug or anything. I'm just trying to pretend I'm looking like my husband with a stocking up my head. So uh, this way... I can make fun of him and uh, I feel quite embarrassed because a couple of uh, his uh, work friends are now following me. So I'm like, oh my God, is he going to be now <laughs> teased at work? <laughs> because these ladies are going to see what I'm doing and talk about it. But it was him who told them about my Instagram and my, about my podcast, right? So uh, presumably he's fine and he's such a great supporter and helper, if anything. So um, <laughs> he's, I think he's just being English, you know, I'm both mortified, but I'm funny and funny at the same time. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so great, this, this community you've cultivated both through your podcast and through the social media feed. That's it. And I'm just trying to see how can I also now start perhaps developing, developing events and uh, all support groups 
this sort of thing. So I'm still working on how can it be not just something else uh, for people to feel, feel overwhelmed or not to be interested in. So I'm working on it, you know. So uh, watch the space because new things will come up soon and uh, I'll be obviously be putting out there for people to find out more about it. Well, I can't wait to see. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and opening up. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, you know, a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And now it's been a pleasure being a guest of yours. And I think we have so many similarities on both podcasts that I think um, we are just here to add to each other. And I do hope that people find this as valuable as lots of people found when you were on mine. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. I, I love that this podcasting community supports each other, you know, and, and celebrates the intersections between them all it's it's been it's been really nice well thanks a lot you are inspiring to the community so thank you for sharing your story and your resources pleasure